Hello! Hi Dan. Hello there, Ali. How are you? I'm okay, how are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. <laughs> good. Yeah. How have you been? Um As if I don't see you every, every waking minute, minute of the day. Of the day. Why are you talking over me? Just because it's Start as we mean to go on. That's what I'm prone to do. Tell yeah. me about it. Um so what have we got this week for the lovely listeners? What do you mean? In terms of news to report. In terms of news. Because yeah. um, I feel like we are also a news channel. No. No? No. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting um, fact that I thought you might like to know. Go on. Interesting news story. I haven't. Go on. Um, a prisoner in Nottingham Prison oh. this week was sentenced to 45 years. Whoa. Yeah. For threat, um, for sending threats to kill 10 people outside of prison. It's like the longest sentence given to someone who hasn't actually physically killed anyone. Oh. The judge just thought he was a threat to the public, obviously. Because he was threatening not even the public. A high security prison either, is it? I don't know. I think so. Just a mental... Mad bastards. Mm. Don't visit Nottingham if you're not from Nottingham. And if you are from Nottingham, leave. I mean, but he was in prison. Don't visit Nottingham prison. And if you are in Nottingham prison, stay until your sentence is over. Do your time. Yeah, if you've done the crime, yeah. you do the time, mate. Mm. Simple as that. Then welcome back to society. Unless you're not fit. And then halfway house. We'll rehabilitate you. Doesn't really work. Yes, it does. Wow. Look at Sweden. I don't want to look at Sweden. And Finland. But we'll... Did you hear about the Russian um, reality show? No. This could be fake news. So you right. know everything's like yeah, fake yeah. right now. Yeah. So this is potentially fake news, but there is a news story that's been, I think it's unverified, that Russia are launching a reality show next July. <clears throat> where you have to pay £132,000 to enter. Right. You have to be over 18. You have to be mentally fit. Right. And you are, like, chucked in the Siberian wilderness. Brilliant. And there's, like, cameras dotted around, yeah. and it's broadcast 24-7. Yeah. And you have to stay there for, like, nine months or something. And at the end, you get £1.6 or something million pounds as a prize. Right. Not worth but it. everything's legal. Rape, murder... Alcohol. The Russians are fucking mental. I lived with a Russian. Was he mental? He wasn't my boyfriend. He was my... Um, what do you call it? Housemate. Just yeah. a housemate. Yeah. <laughs> what are those things? I don't like how quickly... It wasn't my boyfriend. Not my boyfriend. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. you live with your significant other, don't you? But, um... um he was a different kettle of fish. Do, can, can I tell you something? I think I've told you this anyway. But when we moved into halls of residence, he was the last person to move in. Right. And he moved in at the dead of night... Um, Sorry, did you go to university? <laughs> yeah. What did you study? I studied law. Oh, right. I don't okay. know if I told you. No? And he moved in at the dead of night. Yeah. And um, we sort of saw him occasionally, like, coming out, going to lessons. We were in the same class, instantly. Right. Um, but we weren't really friends. Um, like, making food or whatever, and then just going back to his room. Yeah, a week later, we found out his dad's been living... In, his dad's comes over from Russia <laughs> to, like, drop him off. Yeah. He's just been randomly living in this guy's halls... <laughs> <laughs> bedroom <laughs> and then we only see when he comes out a week later and goes to catch a plane weird weird eh yeah so yeah so fun, fun story about my life yeah ah! just liked it <laughs> enjoyed so, it so we're already is, talking about mad bastards I know a Russian <laughs> yeah we've already talked about mad bastards in Nottingham prison and mad bastards in Russia yep is there any lighter sort of stories dog it's Christmas Jean yeah. Benet okay but... <laughs> probably not 
<laughs> the very different yeah. routes that we were going down there. They're retesting her DNA. Also, yeah. the, what's it called? The case of Jean Benet or something? It's on YouTube. It's one of those documentaries that was like big in America a couple of months ago. But it's going to be on UK TV in a couple of days. Oh. Can't tell you the channel, the day or the time. So just look out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we were a news channel. Informative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about something a bit more cheery? Like um, Christmas or something? Cause... Go on. We don't want all death to do it in What happens after Christmas? Boxing Day. What happens after Boxing Day? The 27th of December. After that? 28th. After that. 29th. After that. 30th. After that. 31st. After that. New Year's after that. Day. Don't know. Fuck off. <laughs> it's your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. But we can go it's back to It's not all Christmas. about you though, is it? Okay. Right? It's, it's enough that you do a birthday six months anyway. A birthday part of the year. You well, know, it's yeah. not a birthday. It's my birth half of the year. Yeah, that doesn't... It's not a thing. It's, it's not recognised anywhere else it's in the thing. world. It's ancient Chinese folklore. Well, it's not, is it? So... No word of a lie. She has from, like, after my birthday, July 31st. Yeah. She wanted to send presents No, because that's your half of the birthday. Mine's from January until your birthday. Is it? Yeah, get it right. I don't know. But yeah, she has a lot of time with her birthday. Yeah, so if he's like, if I'm like, make me a cup of tea, and he's like, no, and I'm like, it's my birth, it's my birth six months, yeah. so you've got to. But it doesn't work when it comes around to my turn, let me just say. Well, once you get into your 30s, you don't have it anymore, and I'm not oh, there yet. let's so. make another reference to your age. I'm not there yet. yet. So right. yeah, Christmas and shit. Christmas and shit. Everyone done the Christmas shopping? Nope. New. No. <laughs> Not even clues to done my Christmas shopping. No. Christmas might be cancelled. No. <laughs> you like Christmas, I don't you? Christmas is, is booze and food, so what's not to like? Also booze, Jesus. food, and time off work. Booze, food. Like, let's do it in order. Booze, food, time off work, Christmas specials, tinsel, fairy lights, Jesus. So... My, my order of priority. <laughs> I reckon a lot of people would rank it in that order as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Queen's speech. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Don't listen to the Queen's speech. Why not? Because it's fucking boring. No, it isn't. It's so boring. It's not, okay. It's only ten minutes. It doesn't matter. After I've tucked into a huge roast, right, and I'm full... And I've had alcohol in my system. And yeah. I'm already feeling a bit tired. I don't need to hear a fucking boring speech from the Queen. It's not boring, but okay. Just saying. Should we get started? Why, we finished all our topics? Yeah, you're annoying me now. Uh, okay, well let's get started then, shall we? I'm first. You are first. This week. Yeah, go for it. You... Oh no, actually, one thing I do want to say. Mm. Yes, regular scheduling... Has been a little bit messed up recently. As in there's been none. As in, yeah. As because in it's he's been like, very, oh, it, edit. Wait, and then you as don't. it's been very irregular. However, we do endeavour to get this right. And after the festive period, yeah. we can assure you that we can will we? stick to... Yes. We will stick to regular scheduled podcasting. Also, we're on Twitter at The Week in Scary. And we're on Stitcher. If you listen to podcasts via Stitcher or something just explain to me what stitcher is in case they don't know couldn't tell you i think it's a podcast <laughs> app <laughs> there you go i think it's an yeah i think it's a podcast so app. we're on something that we don't even know what it is i just that's how dedicated we are i saw you someone else talk about it so i thought i want to get in on that and i did so we're on there we'll how do they find us on stitcher by i'll probably tweet a link okay um 
We've got an Instagram, but I don't update it because I'm sort of lazy, but I will get there at The Week in Scary. Um, I'll start updating this week. Uh, we don't have a Facebook yet, but we will do. Yeah. We'll sort all these things out. Dan won't. Iron out all of the... Yes, I will. Iron out all of these little issues because we do like doing these podcasts and we do want to do them more regularly. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say about Did you that. just conceal a burp there? A little bit. Okay. So we'll get started. Yeah. I'm first. You are. This is my current case. Okay, so this is my current case. Um, it involves a man called Darren Byrne. Who, stop looking at my nose. Oh, I'll do this again. I'm going to put this on my head. <laughs> Darren Byrne yeah. and his wife, Maria. Maria. And don't say Maria. Why? Because it's probably Maria. The couple met uh, while they were both working at banks in the city. So, you know... We're getting a picture of them, the bankers in the city. Um, Darren Burns' LinkedIn is still online, so I had a quick look. And he's gone from trader to analyst to senior broker to VP of macro sales. Wow. So he's sort of like shot up in his career. He's worked for some names that include Goldman Sachs and Ooh. MF Global. Yeah. Some decent moolah there then. Well, exactly. They live in a half million pound... They lived... In a half million pound house. Oh, you're giving some oil, then? In... They may or may not still live in a half million pound house. <laughs> yeah. In Thaden Boys. Right. Thaden Boys, Essex. Is that pronounced Thaden Boys? Because that is how I pronounce it, but it's... Thaden Boys. Thaden Boys. I would say... Thaden... What? Thaden Boy... Boys. Boys. Thaden Bo- I don't know. I'm like, boys! Boy. Okay. Interesting thing about this nice little Essex village. There's no street lighting. Because okay. um, the, the villagers say that it will damage uh, the traditional ambiance of the area, but also it will lead to a rise in Encourage, tax. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Encourage also crime, I'd imagine, in the area. It would enc- The lights would encourage crime. No. Having no street lights, it being completely pitch black. Yeah, so why would the villagers want that then? What do you mean? There are no, there's no street lighting. Yeah, there's no street lighting, which means which is going to encourage crime, isn't it? Well, obviously not. Well, it is. Obviously not. Of course it is. Because I know, because whenever in street lighting is out with my mum there's lives, also... There's a fucking break-in. Yeah, because so... mum lives in a rough-as-fuck area. <laughs> so, there's also... that out. <laughs> my mum listens to this. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Um, downtown doesn't really swears, so... There's two pubs there. It's a nice little villagey village. Okay. So, oh, I sounded like you. Okay. Gross. Anyway, um, so Darren Byrne, wife Maria, two young boys, married. In families. Boys. Yeah, good one. Um, but he started an affair. <gasps> it Men be men. Women drivers to it, so. Women drivers? Women drivers to it. Oh, is it? Right, you've alienated everyone. Well, you just said men be men, so yeah. all the men listeners are going to say to fuck off. For a start. Men be Am I right, boys? Don't do that. Uh-huh. That's not nice. Right, so the affair began in April 2015 um, with his osteopath. Which, and that is someone who does your bones? <laughs> it's <laughs> someone who does your bones. What's an osteopath? Do they yeah. sort out your bones? It's his bones, yeah. Right, thanks. Um, who was also married... So women be women yeah. yeah if you'd let me finish my sentence men drive them to it <laughs> exactly there you go pull that um, one back thank Ooh. you so um, yeah started an affair with someone who was also married um, 
can I just go back a little bit? Because I learned something really interesting. Before he took on his current job mm. as VP in macro sales, yeah. he was on gardening leave. Tell me what gardening leave is. I mean... Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a case where they're like... Oh, you actually know what it is? <laughs> they, they ask, don't they ask you to leave? They, they force you to leave. Mm. Well, you're still employed by the company, but they yeah. force you to leave whilst something is happening. But investigation or... Awesome. Right. So on his wicked on his uh, LinkedIn, it yeah. says six months gardening leave. Right. And I was like, why would you put that on LinkedIn? It's not very professional if you've just taken some time off to tend to your garden, like have a little bit of time off. I wait, literally wait, thought, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you thought he'd taken time off to look after his garden? Well, he just needed six months off work because he was like getting stressed, so he just wanted to do some like, gardening and stuff. Oh. Like I thought it meant recreational time. Right. Anyway, turns <laughs> out definitely <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> it's common in banking. So yeah. You stay on the payroll, you're either yeah. resigned or you're terminated. Yeah. And it's generally used to prevent you from taking up-to-date information to a competitor. Yeah. Um, fun fact, you have to remain in the country in case you're needed in the office within 24 hours. Mm. So anyway, yeah, he's on so the So I sort of... Leave. Yeah. Right. I did not know at all. You anyway. took it very literally. <laughs> yeah, man. So, last year, um, the wife, Maria, discovered his affair and she threw him out. Right. Um, men be men, though. Yeah. Promise to change, right. um, and I guess we never do. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess after some groveling, um, he moved back in. They were trying to get their life back together again. They even planned a trip to America for his fortieth birthday. Right. How ever, right? Men being men, yeah. He carried on the affair, right? Um, and he. Used a burner phone for it to just, you know, not his normal phone. Which he... just, right, because I wasn't familiar with what a burner phone was until you told me about two or three weeks ago. So there might be people that are listening that don't know what a burner phone is. Um, there isn't. Everyone knows what a burner phone is. Just explain, just in case. It's just like a, like a dummy phone. Can't, like, it's going to be just like a cheap pay-as-you-go phone with a SIM card in. Right. Burner phone in this instance, just so his wife doesn't know. But yes. if you commit a crime and they have, like, a burner phone... Right, drug dealers. It's, yeah, it's one that they can just, like, throw away they're not... Trace. Anyway, uh, yeah, burner phone, yeah, which he normally kept at the office. Right. Um, but for, don't know why, I couldn't find out why, but in February of this year, he was let go right. from his current role, so he had to take the phone home. His wife, uh, he was let go in February, by the way, this year. His wife discovered the phone. Right. So, I'm guessing they had a bit of an argument. I'd imagine so. So, yeah, I'm guessing she wasn't best pleased. So we're going to fast forward a couple of days till February the 13th, day before V-Day, a romantic week. Mm. Um, Darren was taking the dog for a walk around Thaden Boys. That's nice. Isn't it? Mm. Um, what isn't nice, though, is yeah. he said that he came home to find his wife on fire. Yeah. Right. So he called 999. And he said, my wife is dead. She is dead. She's burnt badly. The stove was on and the frying pan was on the other side of the room. Hysterical. All this, that and the other. Right. Basically, when police turned up, sort of had a bit of a scan, chatted to him a bit, looked like she was making him a bacon sandwich. He was taking the dog for a walk. Right. And then he came back and she's... Frazzled. On fire. Singed. On, no, on fire. Burning to death. Yeah. Um, and that the gas was sort of on and sort of ignited. 
Um, it was said that she ignited like a wick in a candle. That's just conjecture. Conjecture, though, isn't it? Uh, you can't. I mean, we're literally not trying him now. I can say this. It was something that was said during the trial. Um, judge Dan. Um, Hyperbole! Hyperbole! So, tests, however, show... D showed... Yeah. <laughs> that she was unconscious when the fire started. Yeah. Oh, so she couldn't be making a, She couldn't be making a sandwich then, because, I mean, you can't make a bacon sandwich when you're unconscious, can you? Well, thank you. There you go. So the police are a little bit like, hmm, this doesn't smell right. So anyway, they arrest him on suspicion of murder. Oh, they arrest him on suspicion of murder. Um... Trials at Chelmsford Crown Court, which is Essex. Murder, obviously, he denied. Yeah. Um, turns out the truth of it was that she confronted him about restarting his affair. Right. He beat her unconscious, doused her in white spirit, turned the gas on, left the house. Oh. How cold is that? Uh, the boys went there, by the way, the two young sons. Yeah. Um, he came back to find that the evidence wasn't actually destroyed. Like, the house didn't go up in flames like he wanted it to, to be. Right. So he sort of lit her and moved the body to make it look like it was a cooking <laughs> How thing. did he ever think he was going to get over that? Yeah. What a moron. I know. Why didn't, you just have, why didn't you just have a second go? And then move it like a flat <laughs> or house or whatever? Like, <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I, I couldn't tell And then take the dog out for another walk. Yeah, dog's not going to complain. No. Yeah. Dog's not going to tell anyone. I went out for two walks this morning. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Why does the dog talk like that? It's a little dog. A little yappy. So, traces of accelerant was found on his trainers. Pretty damning. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, an hour after he'd called 999, he'd mm. text his mistress. I don't know what the message said. I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't... Why? Wife dead? BRB? I don't know. Yeah. Um... So, she sounded like a really popular woman. 200 plus people turned up to her funeral. I thought you said your friends on Facebook. Anyone yeah. can have your friends on Facebook these you days. You can. Uh. Um, I don't. Um, she was the only child of Linda and Chris Biggs. And they said about the boys, which I think is quite sad, that it's an honour and a privilege to be looking after them, but we shouldn't be doing it. Which is right. They shouldn't mm. be doing it. Now those boys don't have a mum. And the dad's in prison because he's got a life sentence with a min of 24 years. Wow. So, what he's like 40, so he's going to be like 64 when yeah. he's. And the kids will be well grown up by then. They're going to be, they? be at least 24. How old are they? I don't yeah. know. They're young, but I don't know exactly yeah. how old. So, they're going to be grown up. They're not going to want it to do with the dad who killed them all. Uh, you never know. But wow. I just thought that was like. That's cold. It's grisly. It's just really like. It's just how, like. It, just, just move out. Just end your affair. Just, and yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, just, just... Where do you go from having an affair and then saying that your wife was burned to death in a baby? Just say, look, I'm having an affair. I get more out of that than I do with you. See you later. Well, no, well, he wanted both, obviously. That's not necessarily yeah, what but, it was, but... Yeah, but now he's got neither. Well, now he has nothing. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I just... I don't know where the um, the mental leap comes from. I'm going to have to be on my own to... Well, I'll just kill my wife. Yeah. Weird. That's the mind of a nutter. That's my story this week. Thank you. David Byrne and Maria Byrne. It was very interesting. Oh. oh. Maria Byrne. Maria did burn. Oh, that is... What, there's a thing, isn't it, that's... Um, 
So you can get somebody called... I literally can't think of anybody's name now. You can get a... Um, if your surname is related to... A carpenter, to yeah, what whose doing. name was David Woodwork. There or, you go. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a, it's a name for it, but I can't remember what it was. Or a guy... Damien Waterworks becomes a plumber. Yeah, there's a name for something it. Something stupid like that, yeah. And Maria Byrne. But I don't think Maria Byrne ever wanted to be Maria Burned to death. <laughs> so... Mm. Rest in peace, R.I.P. Right, yeah. Break? Yeah. Let's do it. Welcome back. Sup. Sup. What up, Jeek? What up, fam? No. Can't put it off. Ooh, actually, that reminds me. Yeah. Chicken connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not seeing him, see him. He's on YouTube. On YouTube. He's blowing up right now because he appeared in a... Uh, blowing up right now. Uh, a BuzzFeed article, did he? Appeared all over the place. Craig David was talking about him on TV today. Was he? On Sunday brunch. Wow. Mm. But really funny. And if you, if you live in London... He goes around his ends in London, going to all the chicken shops, and he gets the same thing every time. So he's the burger, the yeah. fries and the chicken wings, and he will rate it. Because he says there's nobody out there that's... Everybody has, like, restaurant reviews, but nobody's yeah. rating, like, your average chicken shop. Your chicken shops. So if you live in London... Yeah. And you're looking for a good chicken shop, pop onto YouTube, have a look at the chicken connoisseurs, so... Everyone that lives in London knows where the chicken, best chicken shop is, man. Everyone. Really? Just what you're born knowing. You know, like, you're born knowing all the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody. When yeah. you live in London, it takes you, like, four hours to know where the best chicken shop is. You order your first bit of chicken at a four hour old. Yep, easy. Cool. Right, go on. Right, so we're moving on to the uh, crime in history. Yes. And what I'm going to cover yes. is the story of Joanna Yates. Yes. Do you know the story of Joanna Yates? Yes. Well. I do, yeah. Do you? Well, yeah. Okay. So Joanna Yates. You know I do. Hi. Was born 19th of April, 1985. The day before Hitler's birthday. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's also the day before Columbine. She was also born in your neck of the woods, Hampshire. Right, just dox me, why don't you? Go Sorry, on. What was you? <laughs> <laughs> what? Go on. Oh, you don't know what doxing means, do you? No, no, no. Oh, if it's that right? <laughs> Dan is the worst millennial of all time. He doesn't know memes or memes <laughs> or anything. Internet or pop culture related. I'm gonna to have to explain doxing to him later. Right. Anyway. Just explain that. No, come All on, right. go. Yeah, so she was born in 1985, uh, 19th of April, in Hampshire. Um, I don't really know much about her upbringing, but I think she was very, very close to her parents, and from what I can tell, she was very well educated. Um, she later became a landscape architect. Okay. Which is obviously a very good job, isn't it? Mm hmm. Yeah. In December 2008, Yates met Greg Reardon, uh, who was a colleague of hers at the same company. He was also a landscape architect. And they later moved in together in 2009. When did uh, they meet? They moved in... December 2008. <laughs> Sorry. Why? I, I realised, obviously, my attention span is so short that I forgot when you said they met. I just wondered. What was her name? <laughs> what, what were we doing? Greg. <laughs> Go yeah, on. so they met in 2008 and they yeah. moved in together in 2009. Sure. Um, but the company that they work for relocated to Bristol. So they both moved to Bristol together to live together. Um, later moving into 44 Cannings Road in the Clifton area of the city in October 2010. Okay. 
So she'd have been 25 at that point. Sure. Yeah. What year was this? this oh, was... 2002. Bloody hell, what is this? <laughs> Got it, go ahead. Jesus. Right. So, around 8pm, yeah. on the 19th of December 2010, mm-hmm. Greg Reardon returned home from a weekend visit to Sheffield. I think he was visiting his family up in Sheffield. I think he's originally from Sheffield. Um, Say Sheffield again. <laughs> Sheffield. Yeah. Um, when he returned home, he was surprised to find that Joanna wasn't at home. Right. Um, and he'd been previously trying to contact her via text uh, and given her the occasional phone call, uh, but she hadn't replied at all at any point over the last couple of days or so, so obviously he was quite worried. Um, decided to ring her phone again and heard it ringing in her pocket, uh, one of her jackets, Ooh. in the flat. See? Back when phones had battery that lasted a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So oh, Nokia's. Yeah. Yeah. Although this is only... No, it's only six years ago, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so but... iPhone just So, did. iPhone, like, Gen 3, maybe? Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, so the, the phone was ringing in her pocket, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously unusual, which led him to search her flat. Unusual when she's not in the yeah, trousers exactly. that the pocket is ringing. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, perfectly normal. Yeah, if you leave your phone in your pocket. Yeah. But, it was unusual for her to not have a phone on her, so what he did is he searched the flat uh, to see what he could find. And he found her house keys mm-hmm. and her purse. Yep. So where would you go without your house keys, your purse and your mobile phone? The only place I would go without those three things would be the toilet. And even then, I'd be like, oh, I forgot my phone. Yeah, exactly. And I'd run out, pants around my ankles to get it. Yeah, and I've seen <laughs> her do that many times. No, you haven't. I have. You might have. I have. Um, but obviously, all of these things, weird as they are, the thing that obviously made him question it even further was the fact that they had a cat which had clearly been neglected over the weekend hadn't mm. been fed hadn't been watered or anything um, so he contacted the police um, reported her missing and also contacted Joanna's parents he didn't do that until about midnight I think it was so he did back about 8 o'clock-ish right. been back a good sure, few sure, hours sure. Um, investigators through CCTV footage and questioning Joanna's colleagues discovered that she'd spent the evening of the 17th of December 2010 in the Bristol Ram pub having Christmas drinks with friends and colleagues and she'd left at around about 8 o'clock. Christmas drinks, better than your regular drinks. Yeah. So I, th- I think that was like a Friday. So I think it would have been the, probably the last Friday before Christmas. Everyone's breaking up. They've decided to go to a local pub for a, a few Beverinos. And uh, <clears throat> yeah. She left at about 8 o'clock. Pretty early, though, for a Christmas day, isn't it? Um, Leaving no. It. I always... Well, you, <laughs> you didn't even make your Christmas party last yeah, year, did you? Yeah, good one. Do you, want to, do you want to go through that story just very quickly? Or? Nope. No? Nope. No? Should we leave that for another time? Yes. Okay. Too drunk. <laughs> um, at 8, 8.30, yeah. she phoned her best friend, um, Rebecca Scott, to arrange a meeting on Christmas Eve. Okay, probably just a little get-together before Christmas. And the last known footage of Joanna... Was at a local Tesco. I was going to say, I remember this. Yeah, she was buying a pizza. Nice. Um, she also purchased two bottles of um, cider from a nearby off-licence. Get it, get... What? Get it from Tesco? I don't know why she didn't get it from Tesco. Maybe it was a better price at the off-licence. Maybe it was a better brand. Maybe. But yeah, she also purchased two bottles of cider from a, a nearby off-licence. Now, when the detectives um, did a search of her flat, they found a receipt for the pizza. Mm-hmm. But no remains of the pizza or the pizza box, no sign of it whatsoever. 
Sure. Um, both bottles of cider were found, but one had been partially consumed. Okay. Okay. Now, on the 25th of December... Christmas Day. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. Merry Christmas. Maybe not for her, though. Okay. Uh, since a fully clothed body was found by a couple walking their dogs. Oh, it was found on Christmas Day. Yeah. So it was, it was a re- very snowy day, so it was uh, covered oh. by snow. And so it was dog- otherwise perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and near a golf course... Uh, and the body was uh, immediately identified as Joanna's body. This is extra fucked up because her family will literally never have a good Christmas day again. No, they won't. Because Christmas will always be associated with her body being found. Her body, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That's um, awful. Investigations obviously begun. And it wasn't long before suspicion surrounded Yates's landlord, who lived in the same building, <sighs> yeah. Christopher Jeffries. Yeah. Now... I just want to speak about Christopher Jeffries for a second because mm-hmm. this guy's obviously clearly had a very, very hard time over the last few years in the press Spoiler. And, and, and whatever else. Mm. Describe to me, because you remember this story yeah. very well, Christopher Jeffries' appearance. What would you what would you describe if you'd seen him, yeah. what would you say about Christopher Jeffries? Um, Being your most cynical. Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, it's literally so mean. But he is, every, like, he's changed his appearance since, yeah. unsurprisingly. Mm. But when you're um, looking at this kind of case, you sort of have, like, an, an appearance sort of in mind. And he, yeah. like, ticked every box. It was like, his hair was just, like, he was sort of skinny and weird, and his voice was weird, and his hair, and his, like, the way that he spoke he, to the camera. Yeah, so he was, he was very, very... Like posh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He was posh. He was, but he had a bald No, he didn't. With like, yeah, oh, white yeah, yeah. hair at the sides. Like, yeah. So he kept that bit. Yeah. Um, he had a weird steer in his eyes. He dressed quite funny. Yeah. And he was very, very posh, and the way he was interviewed. And everyone was, knows posh people are absolute bastards. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I think from the off, as soon as he was arrested, everyone was like, "Yep, yeah, they've got the man. Yeah. He's definitely guilty." Um, so yeah. Also, the papers just latched onto him. Yeah, and like what could have just been five minutes in a TV segment, his picture was all over the tabloids, and they really emphasised they, his weird point. They also delved into his history and tried to make out that once he was a peeping tom. Yeah, um, he, he, he was on a sex offenders list or something. They like they went really went to town on him. Hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on the thirtieth of December, Christopher Jeffries was arrested on suspicion of murder. And taken into custody for questioning. Meanwhile, January 2011 comes along. And a reconstruction of the Joanna Yates case was featured on Crime Watch. Our favourite programme. Yeah, Crime Watch. Um, And following an anonymous tip-off. Yep. After the programme aired. Yep. From a female. A 32-year-old man named Vincent Tabak was arrested. I remember that name. Okay. Now, Tabak, just to give you a bit of background, he actually lived in an adjacent flat to Yates mm-hmm. and had previously been ruled out as a suspect. Yeah. Okay, so he'd been able to fly to and from uh, Holland, which was his country of origin. Do you know what I was about to say? Go on. I actually realised he's Hollandaise. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sauce. Dutch. Dutch, yeah. There we go. Bloody hell. Oh my God, I can't believe my mind thought Hollandaise. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, so he was Dutch. Um, now, he was very involved in the investigation and actually made a phone call to police at one point to offer 
sort of information with regards to the case, which was considered quite strange mm-hmm. because he'd done it when he was in the Netherlands. So, yeah, he was very involved in it, and that aroused suspicion. Uh, but through DNA evidence found on Yates's body, the forensics team stated, and I quote, We couldn't say whether the DNA was saliva, semen, or even touch, but we could say that the probability of it not being a match with tabac was less than one in a billion. You go, Christopher Jeffries. Yeah. Isn't it? Is that his name? Yeah. Get him out of there. Tabak, what had happened on that night is Tabak, it turned out, had a bit... Sorry, can I just interject? Yeah. Um, So Christopher Jeffries was released. I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'm going to get to that. So... Um, Now, Tabak, obviously, as I said, he lived in an adjacent flat to Joanne Yates, and she'd only moved in, you know, a couple of months prior to that. But he'd taken an instant liking to her. Um... You know, found she was kind of attractive. cute, wasn't she? She was blonde. Yeah, she was young, like relatively petite, tall, five foot four, blonde girl. Why did I say she was tall? She looked tall. No, she was she was petite, she was five foot four. Oh, she um, was lovely. But yeah, she was um, and she apparently she was very affable and and friendly mm. as well. Yeah. And I think he mistook that friendliness for interest. Men be men. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what happened was he'd gone around to the flat on the evening of the seventeenth of December. Yep. Um, to visit, um, made an advance on Joanna Yates. But when she freaked out and told him to get out of the flat, he reacted. Yeah. Um, so he strangled her Right. Uh, within minutes of her arrival back at the flat on the night of the 17th. Oh, so he didn't even waste time to no. have a lunch. No. Right. Um, <laughs> Romantic. He was about a foot taller than her. So he's about six wow. foot four. Um, so he'd overpowered her, mm. pinned her down and used sufficient, what the police called sufficient force yeah. to kill her. Um, she suffered 43 separate injuries oh. to her head, neck, torso and arms. Whoa. Um, when it went to trial, the jury came back with a majority verdict, 10 to 2. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was actually sentenced to life with a minimum term of 20 years. So mm. less than... Your Bacon case. boy, yeah. yeah. What I will say to you though, which is, is funny considering just how prof- high profile that one was, it was everywhere, wasn't it? It yeah, was all yeah. over the news, like mm. constantly. One of the ones that just captured like the the imagination of everyone. It was on crime much like twice within the time that she mm. she'd been missing, which was um, obviously pretty big. Um, Vincent Tabak. Also, if we're talking about appearances, Vincent Tabak was a weird looking fella and all though, wasn't he? Like, if you if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what he looked like? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't my property, but yeah, no. Yeah, he was. Um, he was a bit of a creep. Now, you did mention Christopher Jeffries and, and what had happened to him. Um, he was actually released in March two thousand and eleven, so he'd been kept oh. all that time. So, yeah, from December to March. Yeah. Um, he was released. Uh, there's no longer suspected of anything any wrongdoing and what he did is he sued the Sun newspaper good because of all they of the bastards. shitty articles that they'd written about him in that time saying it was definitely him they were cruel yeah they were horrible like they really affected his life ruined his life yeah because you know he he was quite well off yeah I mean, he, he owned that building that they lived in I think he, he sold it as an and uh, I think it was like a school teacher a head teacher or something yeah. 
I had a good job. There's a documentary about him that he was in. I don't know if you watched it. Um, must be floating around on YouTube somewhere. But a couple of years ago, where he basically just talks about the case and how yeah. it was, and uh, he looks totally different. There was now. also He's a, um, a shadow of his dramatization about the Speaking giant meats. Yeah. Who played him? I can't remember now. I don't know. Oh, that guy. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. So, Christopher Jeffries, innocent. Vincent Tabak, guilty. So, did you find out Vincent Tabak ate the pizza? I can't find it. I thought I'd have a look because I thought when I was researching this that yeah. that would be a big thing. Like, if it was minutes after she got home, yeah. then she's not going to have cooked and eaten a pizza in like minutes, is she? So yeah. So, so my maybe he took it. This is what I mean. Yeah. So, what I was thinking is that he. he Took the pizza. Because she could have got in, cracked open a cider, drank Poured that, a bit, yeah. had a drink. And then he could have been like, well, I don't And then he knocked on in. the door and he was like, why don't you fancy a little bit of this? Yeah. And she was like, because I've got a boyfriend and you're weird looking, mate. I've taken your life, it's not enough, I'm going to take your pizza. Yeah, so I was trying to look whether he ate the pizza, because I thought it would be like a very... Yeah, I feel like I remember something like that. Yeah. Being a thing. But Vincent Tabak got, yeah, 20 years, minimum term. And that's my my crime. Your crime in history, yeah. Wow. Horrible one, really. Because she had a lot going for her. She's a young girl, um, very well educated, good Horrible job. Horrible when anyone gets married. Yeah, no, obviously it is. <laughs> but fuck them old bastards on the doll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all these fucking scrounges could piss off. Yeah, no, but, it's but no, yeah, I mean it's horrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> whose turn is it for the? Uh, the fact. Yours. It's mine? Yeah. Oh, all right then. You've got to think now on your feet, haven't you? Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. Go. You're more likely, okay, to be squashed by Godzilla. Yeah. Than you are to end up a murder victim of Christopher Jeffries. <laughs> I feel like we can't say that definitively, but... We can't say that in Don't anyway. have nightmares. Hello. Just me again. Uh, turns out, didn't quite get all the facts correct. What a surprise! In, uh, it's not, I don't, I don't think my brain was working properly. What Basically, surprise? Christopher Jeffries, what happened was, he was arrested... And he was detained for 96 hours, okay, and then released on bail. What happened in March 2011, he wasn't detained until that time. What happened in March 2011 was he was actually released from bail. So he was no longer on bail. So he wasn't released from custody in that time, he was released from bail. Hope that clears it all up. Yes, I am stupid. Unreliable. And unreliable. However, my brain will be working next time. Mm. So, thanks very much for listening. For listening. Don't very much for listening. <laughs> I said for listening. <laughs> so, do you want to stop taking the piss? <laughs> okay. And uh, hope you enjoy this sort of non-factual story that I put in earlier. Don't have nightmares. Bye. <laughs>